everybody and welcome! I did not sort people's spaces out, so we're gonna go based off of memory and then while people are doing introductions, I will fix the layout. So, hello everybody! Today is August 22nd, 2019 and you are loved. It is a very important thing to hear and to remember each and every single one of you, even those who haven't joined our show yet. No. You are loved. Uh, other important things to remember is that we do this Monday, Tuesday, and Thursdays at 5.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time here at twitch.tv slash indooradventures. Uh, we have VODs that go up on youtube.com slash indooradventures or anywhere that you listen to audio casts and indulge your audio receptors there uh you can also catch at slash indoor adventures we also have a podcast for an after show called knights in the courtyard uh where we answer questions not only from you guys but also from the community so if you are interested in possibly uh giving questions to anybody on the show feel free to check out Patreon. It's also the easiest way uh, to get access to our Discord. Well, one of the easiest ways. The other is to just hang out in the show, uh, and then you can join our Discord link from there. Uh, we got all sorts of stuff going on in there pretty regularly, so that's really fun. Uh, however, if you already support us on Patreon, if you already support us on Twitch, hey, did you know there's a third way to support the show? And that is through bit.ly slash adventure merch, where you can pick yourself up something nice. We got posters, we got mugs, we got crop tops, we got... I'm working on the pants because Team Salt Bay needs ham pants. That is a guarantee. Uh, we are working on adding more stuff to the store, so consider going to bit.ly slash adventure merch to pick yourself up some stuff because we got mugs of different sizes with all sorts of patterns it's a good time uh with that dinga who are you playing tonight that's a good question i'm dingo i use she her and i am playing hish sungard the half orc fighter normal man confronting his normal man's past uh he also uses he him Sorry, Reeves, who are you playing? Hi, I'm Reeves. I use he, him. I am playing Omen Dark and Ham. They use he, him, or they, them. Ha! I'm Cyber. I use he, him, and I'm playing Albus of Kalashtar Bard, no. who also uses he, him. Yes. I am the indoor adventurer, and tonight I shall be your dungeon master. Uh, so, last we left off. You guys had gotten done staying the night at a spooky house in order for Albus to have a place of residency within the town of Saltmarsh. Hish, you ended up having uh, a, a quiet family man's night in, hanging out with your son and your, uh, your ex-partner, but just kind of enjoying a small moment of quiet before the four of you decided, uh, as well as with your uh, crew of Acquisitions Incorporated hirelings, to get on the job that Omendron had given you to investigate a ship that is of Hish's past, a, a derelict ship that was seen sailing known as the Iron Duke, which is impossible because the Duke went down five years ago. After you guys had left the uh, had left the safety of Saltmarsh, you ended up encountering a set of Sahugan warriors that decided that well they were going to try and ambush you in broad daylight as best they could. But your crew, your crew, being as trained and young, godly as you are, decided to just 
ace them. It was uh, really no issue. Albus did drop at a certain point, but thankfully, uh, Jill was able to heal him in time. Uh, speaking of, our, our dearest Kylan is not with us again this week, if you probably guessed that from either the visual or the audio cast overlay. Hopefully, next week, they will be done with their trip around the U.S. doing some fun stuff. Uh, you guys then saw the Iron Duke, managed to take a rowboat out to it, and upon entering uh, into the actual Duke itself, upon boarding, you discovered an altar uh, made of stone in the back room that Hish you knew led deeper down into the actual ship itself. Uh, and upon looking at this altar, uh, Ullman, you recognized what altar this was a deity to, and you recognized this to be a, a altar to Lolf. It is at that point that the three of you begin to hear a rustling sound and it's very quick and coming from the left hand side a large form looms out from the cobwebs as you see that there is just this giant spider its mandibles currently clicking together edging its way towards you and from your right you see that there is a bipedal creature also with these mandibles kind of sticking out from its mouth purple and skin and it is making its way towards you as well. And as you are looking between the two, you realize the ground is moving beneath you and erupting from the floorboards hundreds and hundreds of very tiny spiders. I'm going to need you all to roll initiative as we start off the night dealing with the, dealing with the fucking room you guys left in your homestead. Why? <laughs> Why? Anito Gaming, thanks for the follow. What the fuck? No. There, that's close enough. But yes. This ship is full of spiders. That's a 11 for initiative for Hish. Okay. So, so Albus got a 17. Jill got a 5. Okay. <laughs> I rolled a natural 1 for Jill, so we're starting out strong. Ooh. And Olman. I got a 15. Okay. So, going first is this bipedal creature that looking at the lot of you seems to kind of be moving a lot easier through the webs that have covered the walls and the floors than you guys have been able to. And it just kind of runs forward, shambling as it does. These chittering mandibles, again, just kind of clicking to themselves, almost cleaning in anticipation as it rears up a claw and goes to strike out towards you, Olman. So with its claw, it is going to get a natural one. Uh, you easily dodge it. The, the immediate nope, I'm out reaction of spiders just very easily allows you to dodge past this oncoming attack. Uh, then it is going to lean forward and actually try and bite out against you. Uh, and when it bites, it will deal, or it will get a 19 to hit. That will hit. Okay. So As a reaction, I wanted to make a deck save. Sure. It fails. It got a 7. So, as it bites me, uh, the area around where he bites turns to that that fluorescent blue color and kind of shoots out and becomes knives that stab into his face oh shit 
What spell is this? Hellish Rebuke? Yeah. Badass. Takes 11 damage. Okay. It does not like that at all. You are going to be taking 8 points of piercing damage. As well as 8 points of poison damage. Make a constitution saving throw. Twenty-one. Oh, yeah, you're fine. You're good. <laughs> totally good. Uh, so that is it for that creature's turn. Next up, Olman. No, oh, you. This almost makes the spider room seem like a vacation. <laughs> and he uh, grabs himself and, and stabs into the creature. Okay. Make an attack roll. Oh, yeah, that'll hit. You will not have your sneak attack, though, as it has just kind of singled you out on the edge. Well, that means I do, because I have my swashbuckler. Right! Sneak attack. Yes! I forgot you were all swishy-swashy. <laughs> Thanks, Ham. Do I have the action to throw green flame blade on this, or that would be a I bonus use that action up with the hellish rebuke? Uh, your hellish rebuke is a reaction, so okay. that's fine. Uh, okay. Green flame blade is a regular attack action, though, so you would have had to declare using green flame blade okay. first. Cool. Then I'll just go ahead and make a second attack. Okay. Uh, but that's going to be uh, fourteen damage. Okay. Pretty good. Alrighty. Hmm? 13 to hit? Uh, a 13 is just enough what you needed. Roll for damage. Yes. Just one. Okay, just one point. I don't get my dex to that second attack, right? No. Okay. So, next up are all of them spiders. Uh, so... Uh, Hish, you are, you were kind of at the other far end, uh, a little bit a uh, ways from where Olman was, so this giant spider is going to come out, uh, and it is going to attempt to do a heckin' bite on you. So, that is a Don't natural 20. No! <laughs> it's just not like Okay. So... You are going to be taking seven points of piercing damage, and then I need you to make a constitution saving throw. Okay. Uh, take that damage. Move my cat out of the way. Uh, that is a 12 plus four. Okay. 16. Oh, yeah. Uh, 16 totally passes. No worries yes. there. Then it is the flood of spiders upon the ground. Uh, Albus, two of these swarms are going to swarm towards your legs and try and begin crawling up you and giving you all of the bites that they possibly can. Two swarms? 
Yes. Yes. Two swarms of them. Uh, one is a seven to hit. So all of these little spiders, apparently, it's like daddy long legs where their teeth just aren't sharp enough to actually do anything. And then the second is a 12 to hit. Nope. All right, so both of these swarms lashing out at you aren't able to actually uh, cause you any harm. Then the two on Jill are going to attempt their actions. So uh, a 13 does not hit Jill because she's no. wearing very hefty armor. Uh, does a 14 hit? No. Okay. So both of the swarms on her also fail. Uh, but Albus, you are currently covered in spiders. Jill is currently covered in spiders. Hish, you have a very large spider on you. And Ullman, you are fighting a spider hyphen man. Not a spider man, but fairly close. Man spider. Yes. So with that, Hish, it is your turn. Yay! <laughs> um, Hish is going to... Um, where are the swarms of spiders in relation? Uh, to, to your left is Albus. Uh, or to your left would be Jill. And then uh, on the other side of Jill is Albus. So it's five and then ten. And you also have this giant spider directly on you. Okay. All right. Okay. I guess I guess deal with the with the big one before the little ones. Um yeah, he's going to unsheathe his flame flame tongue scimitar and is going to try not to cry and is going to slash it out at it. Okay. <laughs> that's a it's a critical failure. Tries not to cry. Cries a lot. <laughs> Cries a lot, covers his eyes, waves it around in front of him. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. Uh, so, did you have a bonus action you would like to do? <laughs> good question. Um, I, can, I can do an offhand attack, right? Yeah, you can just try and punch the spider right in his face. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to try and punch. Oh, let me punch. That is a 10 plus 7, 17. Okay, 17 will hit. So then you deal the one point of bludgeoning damage from this. Not 6? It's 6 if it is your main attack. If you're using it as an offhand weapon, you don't get to add your strength modifier. I didn't think. Wait, no. Ullman, what's your strength? I can see it. Zero. That's why it was a singular one. So Hish, yeah, you do add your strength to it. That is my bad. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. So you deal the six points. It reels back a little bit. It does not like uh, what you have done to punch it. It doesn't understand why you're so afraid. It's just trying to make new edible friends. Um, <laughs> so that was your bonus action. Edible that was your attack friend. action. Albus, it is your it is your turn. You describe the room again. So, describing the room, it is. Uh, 20 feet from back to front and then it is about 45 feet from side to side uh there are uh there is debris that is littered to the right side and the left side with a large stone uh altar that rests within the center uh from where you guys had entered to your left as well you can see that there is a flight of stairs leading downward 
Okay. Is there five feet of water in the room? Make uh, because like we're we're on a ship that we thought was sunk, right? Yes. Okay. I'm making us something. Okay. What is, what is that thing? I would say for this, make a nature check. Nature, nature. 12. Okay. You know, being from a, a sea village, uh, or at least having found yourself living in a sea village for a while, wood as a buoyant property absorbs water into itself, so you know that while not necessarily five feet of water in a central location, if you were able to draw that water from the surrounding boards as well as the debris, you would be able to have that amount. It's just not in a concentrated place. Okay. Now hear me out. All right. I am covered in spiders. Absolutely covered. <laughs> Head to toe. Would I be able to use the shape water cantrip uh, to get five feet of water to cover me and possibly drown those spiders? Knowing that I can breathe water and would not drown? Make another nature check. 18. You know that uh, suffocating anything in water will still take a while. Uh, so you know that if you surrounded yourself in this water bubble, it would just be then full of floating spiders or very soggy spiders still trying to hold on to your clothing. They wouldn't necessarily drown outright. It would still take some time, but you could do it. I'm going to do it. Okay. I like this plan. For my action, I'm going to try to shape water and put Albus in a water bubble. Okay, so I will mark that for the two swarms that they are currently underwater. I was not uh, expecting today to go this way, but here we are. So that's my action. Uh, for my bonus action, Hish looks like he's having trouble. Uh, understanding that he might be very uncomfortable with this, given the last couple of sessions worth of information, Albus is going to uh, reach into your mind and say, let me help. And you're going to get galaxy brain. So take a D6 of bardic inspiration. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. So next up is Jill. What is Jill doing okay. in this? Besides just not having any of these fucking spiders. Uh, Jill has a lot of spiders on, on her, but... Uh, she, she's, she's toughing it out. Um, how's Man Spider looking? Man Spider is looking rightly messed up. Uh, definite, uh, Ullman's initial reaction was the right reaction, and now he's kind of second-guessing why he went after the one with the open shirt and not the kind of damp-looking guy. Okay. Uh, can it make a wisdom save? Certainly try. Uh, that is going to be a six, because it is a negative to wisdom. Uh, well, that does not beat Jill's, uh, save of 15, so... 
Uh, she's going to toll the dead. Okay. Well, that was dramatic. Uh, and we'll take four points of necrotic damage. Sounds good. Uh, that's her action. Uh, I don't... Uh, yeah, that's it. Okay. Sounds good. Next up is this creature, is this man spider. Uh, and kind of holds its head a little bit as it hears the psychic, uh, or it hears that personalized doom coming through, and it rears up, and its eyes kind of look past you, Ullman, uh, but then realize that you've also been doing quite a bit of, uh, quite a bit of damage to this, so it is going to try and then swipe and bite you again. So, you get a... an eight coming at you. Negatory. Nope, that, you're fine. Uh, and then the bitey. And that is going to be a modified 20. Makes me wish I still added a shield spell, but yeah. <laughs> okay. So, uh, with the modified 20, you are going to be taking... 5 points of piercing damage. And then 7 points of poison damage. And then I need you to make another constitution save. Modified 20. Okay. Yeah, you're fine. All right. So then next up, Ullman, it is your turn. Uh, Ullman's looking real rough. He just took two chomps straight to the, the neck. Uh, but he lunges at his foe with a flaming blade anyway. Modified 20. Okay. Eleven. Okay. Sounds good. And then he does not have any other creatures in five feet. Is Green Flame Blade five or ten? Uh, five. Okay, yeah. So there's no, uh, there's no place for it to currently leap. I would also like to curse this man. Yeah, you can totally curse him. Uh, he doesn't have pupils, so I think he gets them. <laughs> Like, he gains whites of eyes so that he can have irises and then therefore fully black pupils. Oh, it's like you give him cataracts, but, like, specifically in those spots? He he just looks like he has little cartoony eyes now. Mm, Yucky, I hate it. Looks a lot more friendly. (laughs) (laughs) Big old googly eyes. (laughs) I actually love the fact that you googly eyes this spider as a curse. This Spider-Man as a curse. I dig it. Uh, Next up is going to be the giant spider that is currently on you hish and it is going to try and reach out and do a heckin bite uh towards you actually hmm it is going to try and do the thing that spiders do best it is going to attempt to web you uh so that is a 19 to hit all right so you are currently restrained uh so on your turn you can try and make a strength check to bust free from the webs but yes currently it has you it has you all bound up hish isn't doing great 
these spiders. Uh, so speaking of all of them spiders, uh, Albus, the ones that are on you are going to have disadvantage to try and nibble out towards you because you have surrounded yourself in water. So, well, that's a natural one. I'm not going to roll the other dice because that's just redundant. So the first one fails. Uh, all of them are in the process of drowning. And to the rest of you, you just see Albus cover himself in water. And then that water steadily just becomes more filled with these small black bodies as spiders lose their grip on him. <laughs> and... A nine also does not hit you, Albus. So then they are going to try and make... Yeah, so all of these spiders have now lost their grippies on you. But you are just this, like, surrounded in water, but it is just darkness uh, from the sheer number of spiders that are currently drowning on you. Uh, Jill is going to get two swarms against her. One is going to be a modified 20 to hit. Okay, Jill has a reaction, but give me that damage. Okay. So, it is going to be... All of these. She's going to be taking 12 points of piercing damage. <gasps> so many. Okay. I'm using Wrath of the Storm. Okay. Because fuck that. Uh uh deck saving throw. Okay. Please for the for the spoon. That's a four. <laughs> fuck you. It's D eight, right? Yeah, hers is D eight. Yeah. Uh so that's eleven points of lightning damage to the Holy swarm. Holy shit, okay. Yeah, so in that singular moment you see half of that swarm just blast disappear off of Jill's person as she begins to vibrate with electricity. Uh, Jill has become a bug zapper. Oh, for sure. Uh, second swarm is going to get a 14 to hit against her? No. Okay. That is all them swarmies can do. Next up, ow, or hish. It's your turn. You are currently restrained by them webs. You have inspiration. Okay. Um, so I'm going to use my inspiration, uh, and I'm going to roll to flex out of these webs. Okay. Well, that was a natural 20. Nice. So yeah, you just like Colonel or Lieutenant Armstrong from Full Metal Alchemist, like your muscles just for somehow <laughs> get bigger and you flex out of these bonds that have been currently put upon you. So your action has been used. You are now currently free. Uh, you still have a bonus action. Should you um, use it. Can I use my unarmed strike for the bonus action? I feel like I ask this every time. Uh, you can use unarmed strike for your bonus action because we have ruled it as kind of fun, so why not? Uh, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... But I think using an offhand attack, you have to make a attack with your main hand first. So because you didn't use your attack action for your f initial attack, you wouldn't be able to then do a punch. That's totally fine. Then 
I am satisfied with just getting out of these webs. Okay, sounds good. Next up, Albus. As you are currently inside of a tiny sea of spiders. God. Um, <laughs> bonus action. I would like to uh, use Healing Word at second level on my bodyguard and buddy. Uh, so take nine points. That that's that's what I can do. Everything helps. <laughs> uh, Jill's coming up. Yep. And uh, oof. How's uh, how's big old spider looking? Big old spider looks like absolutely nothing has happened to him. Okay. Uh, I needed to make a strength save as I'm going to lash out at it with a lightning tentacle. Okay, so its strength save is a 16. That's my turn. But make a... Roll me a d100. Oh, no. Oh, no. I know what you're doing. I hate it. <laughs> 99. Excellent. Roll, what's your lightning lures uh, attack usually? A d8. Roll 2d8. Let's do these boys. Okay, so the spiders that are currently drowning in the water around you as the electricity leaves your body, it just cycles through the water, uh, actually zapping all of the spider swarms that are on you for eight points of damage. Are they, are they looking bad? Uh, they are still maintaining most of their form. I hate it. But a significant number of them are dead. good but now you're just like surrounded by these floating spider corpses instead of moving spiders so take your pick uh so next up is going to be jill uh where is jill anywhere near uh omen and ham yes uh jill is uh about 10 feet away from them okay 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 she is going over there and how many hit points do you have? 60, okay. Uh, she... For a bonus, bonus action, she's going to second level healing word you as well. That's this guy and this guy. That's a second level spell slot. You get... What is this? Nine more points. Respectable. And for her action, she can't cast a spell, but she can... She has a Warhammer? She's going to attack with this Warhammer. Alrighty. Um, can she go after Man Spider? Yeah, she can totally go after Man Spider. She will be provoking... Uh, or no, the spiders are currently on her. So yeah. She's fine. I hate it. 
does a 13 hit? A 13 is just what you needed. Roll for damage. Oh, oh great. Uh, Jill has a shield, right? Yes. So she wouldn't be able to do this two-handed. No, it would just be a single, okay. single-handed swing. Okay, how does nine points of damage look? Uh, what does it look like when Jill just crushes this thing? Uh, so she's like panicking, looking around, and she's like, uh, I, I, I don't want to roleplay for Kylan, but uh, it looks like she is uh, like, I'm sorry, Omen, I'm sorry, here, and heals you, and then gets rid of uh, the thing that's in your way. Just very businesslike. Just like, yeah, okay. Let's move on. This is Marshall uh, Whiteout. Just remove it from the combat slate. All right, so that is Jill. Next up is Ullman, because the thing that used to go before you just got its brains beaten in. Uh, I take a deep sip of that boy, regaining 5 HP. Okay. I cursed him. So. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Uh, as this figure's head like snaps back from the force of this warhammer, and his body falls on the ground, there is again this moment where you see his body kind of steaming, and then in the very same way where the steam seems to find Olman's nose, he just kind of takes this very large breath in, and Olman, you feel yourself heal for the five points. There's not even time to question these things. And he runs at the, the large spider. Okay. So as you go to rush to the large spider, the swarms that are on Jill are going to attempt to kind of like half move on to you as you run by her. And they are going to try and make their attack. So the first one is a nine. Then the second one's a seven, so don't even worry about it, as you were. Uh, unfortunately, mine is not much better at an eight. No, that does not hit the giant spider. <laughs> and now I'm engaged with a giant spider! Yes, you are. So, then next up are uh, the swarms that are on Jill still. And they are going to try and make their attacks. Uh, modified 20 does hit, but the 14 I'm pretty sure does not. So one hit towards Jill, which would be for nine points of piercing damage. She's going to use uh, Wrath of the Storm again. Okay. Uh, deck save. That is a seven. Okay, that's two more D8. I'm looking at this character sheet, and I'm like, why can't my modifiers be like this? <laughs> uh, that's going to be seven points of lightning damage. Okay, sounds good. Uh, it seems like that swarm uh, is is not able to hold on uh, nearly as well as it had been. She is fine. Uh, so then the second swarm that is on her is going, or no, the second swarm wasn't able to. Right. Right. Uh, so then next up are the two remainers uh, that are currently drowning, doing their best trying to strike out at you, Albus. Uh, but a four doesn't hit. 
Uh, yeah, because that was a disadvantage, and then the second one is a natural one. So these spiders are just trying their best, but you've zapped them pretty good, as well as the whole drowning thing kind of blows. Uh, but because they are all floating and trying to do their heckin' best, both of them actually continue drowning. Uh, they rolled a natural one and an eight in terms of their constitution to actually maintain it, so they are that much closer to their own watery graves. Uh, next up, Giant Spider, uh, which... Uh, Ullman, you have rushed up and tried to make a show of yourself, uh, and this creature looks at Hish, who just, like, strength their way out of the webs, and it looks over at you, and it is going to continue, uh, it is actually going to try and strike out at Hish, still, uh, mostly because it is trying to get rid of what it perceives as the bigger threat. Uh, that is a natural 20 on this spider once again. Uh, so, that is going to be for 10 points of piercing damage. All right. And then make a constitution save. You got it. There's a 16 plus 4. Oh. It's a yeah, you're fine on that. You feel that there is a bit of poison trying to course its way through your veins, but... Man, you've had beers stronger Flex than this. It right like, back oh out. yeah. Everything you do is flexing. <laughs> Alright, so that is all it was able to do. Hish, it is your turn. Alright. Hish is gonna try again, and he's gonna lunge forward and stab with his scimitar. His flaming scimitar. Oh yay, that's a nineteen plus seven. Okay, yeah, you totally hit. Roll for damage. Uh, what is my damage? What is your damage? What is your damage? Okay, so that's two plus seven, nine uh, slashing damage, and four fire damage. Okay. It seems to rear back from this fire damage. It does not like the fact that you have this flaming weapon that you are throwing in front of its face. Chances are, it has not seen fire as a general thing for quite some time. It might have forgotten about it. It only has two intelligence. Next, uh, <laughs> did you have a bonus action you would like to do? Yes, actually. Um, Hish is going to take a very, after hitting, uh, finally hitting this spider, he's going to take a very deep breath, and I'm going to use second wind to gain back some HP. Okay. That's six plus four. Ten back for me. Sounds good. Next up, Albus. I'm gonna try to lighting mode the spider again. Okay. So uh, strength that's save. strength save. Yeah. That is a twenty-one. From a bonus action, uh, I would like to uh first level healing word uh jill okay healing word cool where's my die where's my die where's my die okay, that's 
also got six points. Okay. Hey, that's it. Sounds good. Next up is Jill. Uh, Jill is going to try to go after the big boy. Uh, first off, how how bad is it looking? Uh, the big boy is looking very bad off. Very bad off? Yes. Okay, she's just going to go after it with her Warhammer. No, she's not. Yes, she is. Yes, she is. Uh, what does a 18 look oh, like? Oh, totally hit. Roll for damage. Four. Nine points of damage. This is on the big boy? Yeah. All right. So... You see Jill just, like, she is power business walking. Like, if you've ever seen somebody walking down the hall and they're on their way to a meeting, this is the this is the Jill. I don't have time for any other questions. And she levels up her Warhammer, shield up, and just uses her full body's momentum, spiders falling off of her, to just clock this creature right in the center of its head. As he watches its skull just sort of caves in, its exoskeleton breaking, and the body just stinks flat against the ground no longer moving and she has again just spiders falling off of her just will somebody do something about these and then does she have a bonus action uh her bonus action is to what can she do bonus action bonus action bonus action I should have looked this up. She's going to healing word herself. Okay. At first level. That's not first level. Yeah, it is. Okay. I can't cast. Okay. Okay. What is my system? Okay. So she's going to get no, no, eight points back. Sounds good. Team plus eight. 24. 24, yeah. Alrighty. Next up, Olman. Big old spiders down. The only spiders that are remaining uh, are the majority of the dead ones uh, or of the still alive ones that are floating in Albus's watery sphere uh, or the ones that are on Jill. I, uh, I can't blast my friends, <laughs> and I can't stab my friends. I don't think I could stab at spiders on my friends. I've seen your young god stats. You can certainly try, just don't roll a nat one. <sighs> Fine. <laughs> I think Ovid, like, goes up to, to Jill and, like, looks really nervous and tries to, like, delicately cut along them to chop its spiders and try not to cut them. Okay. Uh, 13 to hit? Yeah, 13 totally hits. Roll for damage. Does this count as flanking? <laughs> yeah. You definitely have an ally within five feet. Max damage, actually. 20. All right. Well, an entire swarm of spiders is no longer on the face of this earth. 
as you delicately, uh, it's like the Euro slice, like when they have those giant shanks of meat and they're just able to get that really thin line down the side, that is you just cutting away all of these spiders from Jill. Uh, I think he, as he goes, it like speeds up and he just, great, done. <laughs> okay. Do you have a bonus action you would like to use? No. Sounds good. So, next up is going to be the remainder of the swarm. So, one swarm is going to try and, again, just sink their little teeth into Jill uh, with a 18. 18 just hits. Okay. And that will be for six points of piercing damage. Okay. Dex save. Okay. Uh, that is a six. Hugh, 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 hugh. I'm gonna roll some lightning damage. Ten points of lightning damage. Okay. Uh, so with that, Jill just sort of lets out an exasperated just ah as electricity again just kind of covers her body very quickly, and in doing so, all of the spiders that were on her are now just sort of crinkled little piles along the ground. They're smoldering uh, as they were a little wet from just being on this ship and the electricity seems to have fried them well enough. Uh, but Jill no longer has spiders on her. Albus, uh, the spiders that are on you are going to make their last ditch effort to try and, and bite you. No. Does... uh does a 16 hit yes okay the one one little group finally managed to do what they needed to do uh and they are going to deal 13 points total alvis is down okay so alvis drops the sphere of water and spiders around him also drops. Uh, and the second group of spiders is then going to, uh, that was on Albus previously, are, uh, no, they had already failed their attack. That's fine. Uh, so that is all that they can do. Hish, it is your turn. You have seen Albus drop uh, after creating a small pool of spiders for himself to live in over the last several <laughs> rounds. Right. Um, I think Hish, uh, hearing Albus drop to the ground, uh, turns... <clears throat> You just hear, uh, like, him scream out, but it's just, like, a bubble, and then it, it's off, yeah. Because he's screaming underwater. <laughs> oh, no, gross. Um, <laughs> a spider might have gotten into his mouth. Oh, icky. <laughs> I was going to ask. Um, I think Hish actually, he turns, um, pauses for half of a second looking at Albus and then um, runs to kneel down next to him and listen I don't know if potions can work this way but um, 
he's going to take a potion of healing out of his bag and see if he can pour it into Alvis's mouth. Oh yeah. In the way that I run games, you can always use your action to heal an unconscious party member with a with a health potion. That's no worries. Yay. Um so yeah, that's what that's what Hish is going to do. Okay. So roll 2d4 plus 2. The standard health potion. I have any D4 with me. Albus, Albus, do you want to roll those? Sure. He has a separate container for specifically those. Ah! I love that. Uh, five plus two. Seven. Okay. So, Albus, uh, you have heard the scholars, <laughs> uh, you have heard the scholars in, in Waterdeep and Neverwinter speculate that over the course of a year, a humanoid will swallow anywhere between one and ten spiders. Uh, and you believe that you have just swallowed two of those potential ten right now as this healing potion brings you back to life. And Hish is looking over you, having helped you. So Are there still spiders? There are still spiders. I hate it. Hish. Uh, you still have a bonus action. Should you cho- okay. should you so choose to use one? <clears throat> um, my my only other bonus action was my um. Without, I am not I am not choosing to make a bonus action. Sounds good. Um, I do have a question though. Chat brought up an interest interesting point. I did have to touch Albus in order to use the potion. On him. Yep. Yes, he did. <laughs> what a great Am time. I okay? <laughs> I'm sure it'll be fine. Okay. We'll come Indoor. back to that later. <laughs> Indoor. Nothing immediately takes effect, which is better than what you've heard of other things. Mm-hmm. All right. Cool, cool, cool. I'm so sorry if something comes out of that. <laughs> no, I'm excited. I'm excited for it. <laughs> half terrified, half excited. All right, so, Albus, it is your turn. I want to lightning lord the spiders. Okay. I need a strength save. That's a three. Damn right. Wait, sorry. Spider, That's a spider. zero. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hit with a cantrip. Yay! So that's four points of lightning damage. Okay. Are you still alive? Yes. Okay. They are moved. They're moved 15 feet toward me. But they are also cursed by the sea. Okay. Uh, and then I am healing myself with a healing word. Okay, sounds good. So, uh, it is now Jill's turn. Jill is going to toll the dead on whatever swarm is looking healthier. Okay. Uh, six, okay. 
Uh, so I need a wisdom save. Okay, sounds good. Uh, so that is a fourteen. No. Okay. It does not succeed. It takes seven points of necrotic damage. Oh shit! Okay. Yeah, it looks like at this point the majority they, wait, of this swarm. They has... have taken damage, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Cool. No, the majority of this swarm, like both of these swarms, have greatly been reduced in number. Uh, then next up, Ullman. And you can see that these this these two swarms collectively are just sort of around Albus's personage from where he had collapsed this watery container around himself. My first instinct was, I should go belly flop on this <laughs> Make an unarmed attack, should you so choose? If you get spiders in your belly button, I will not help you. Oh god, why would you put that into the universe? I don't want spidery bellies. <laughs> You're muted, Reeves. You're muted, sire. I said I'm going to be playing five finger fillet, except instead of fingers, they're spiders, and I'm trying to hit them around Albus. <laughs> okay. Seventeen. Yeah, that'll totally hit. Roll for damage. It's a sixteen damage. Okay. Uh, yeah, so very much just do, 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 very quickly, you just stab the entirety of this swarm of spiders, uh, creating almost like a kebab number of layers of spiders on your, on your blade that you can just kind of shunt off at a later time. Oh, gross. Yeah, but, uh, there seems to be only half of one of the original swarms that are left. Uh, it is that little swarm's turn. Uh, and, uh, Ullman, as you have been, like, had to kneel down to kind of stab at all of these, uh, they are going to try and make an attack against you for 13. No. That is it. That is all that they have for their turn. Hitch, it is your go. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I think Hitch is going to, following, um... Ullman's lead, um, just kind of pivot from where he is helping Albus and start like bringing his scimitar down and trying to chop these spiders. Okay, make an attack roll. That is a 10 plus 7. Oh, that totally hits. Yay. So that's 9 slashing damage. And then six fire damage. Okay. Hish gets his vengeance on all of these spiders. You managed to clear out this last little half horde, uh, this little mini swarm. As far as you guys can tell, as soon as your blade is done, just swishing around, uh, there do not seem to be any other spiders currently coming to get you. You can just hear the sounds of the ship kind of rocking in the water, and you know that it's leaning more towards the uh, left-hand side. 
the port side. Omen looks over at you, Hish, with wide eyes, and is like, I thought falling into the pigsty was the most disgusting thing I could be covered in at one point in my life. He, like, looks at the knife covered in spiders and flicks them off and, like, hastily grabs a <laughs> rag and starts to clean the blade. But this takes the cake. <laughs> Hish has this thousand yard stare <laughs> that is just drilling into the floorboards of this ship and he goes that is single handedly the worst thing I have ever had to do that chest had better be on this ship you can say that again and he sort of uh gets up and like wipes off his blade and uh, sheathes it and says okay from now on somebody I vote not me has to check the room for spiders first before we go inside. Uh, I, I can do that. That sounds like a job for me. You are the bravest man I've ever known. Someone's gotta, and well, <sighs> figured I'd get it over with. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think at this point, Hish is gonna um, look around, and I think he's gonna finally take like a good look that altar um that you were you had mentioned earlier oh and he, yeah he's gonna point it and go what is that that's not good news that's uh i don't know many gods but that's loth if i'm correct who is the 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 queen of spiders there's a god who's thing is just spiders. Yeah, and she has, like, spider people and they all live underground in the the place down there. I I read one book on it in our library. What the fuck are they do- if they live underground what the fuck are they doing on my ship? This well, ship? The, the, the worshippers could be anywhere. That Just the, the people that are hers are underground. I hope this entire thing just lets you know my feelings toward the gods have just gotten so much worse. <laughs> uh, indoor, it is there a way that I would be able to shape water uh, and like like what what sort of material is the altar made of? The altar itself is made out of a very basalt kind of stone. It's very dark, uh, rich texture. It's slightly porous uh, from what you can tell. Okay. Okay, so it is porous. Can I yes. shape water to uh, saturate it, saturate the altar with water? Yeah. Okay. And then uh, once it is like all saturated, can I use frostbite to uh, freeze the water inside and hopefully like 
uh, just erode the altar. Make an arcana check. God, I hope so. <laughs> Seven. So you feel it beginning to freeze, but it doesn't seem to want to necessarily break entirely apart. Uh, as you are causing these fractures and breaks on it, uh, to everybody else, it looks like you are breaking down this structure the way that it was intended. But for a brief moment, as the spell is taking effect, you see that the crack, one of the cracks winding up, ends up kind of having a more natural curl to it. And for a brief moment, you see it actually careen into a spiral form, and then that part actually breaks away. But other than that, it seems like most of this is actually taking effect. Another frostbite spell, and you'd be able to completely... I'm gonna do it. Yeah. So Fuck this. Yeah, after uh, after a second time, the entire altar just collapses and tumbles down onto the ground. Is that... That's not gonna bring more spiders. Is, is it? I, I sure hope not. Because we kind of just wrecked her shit. So. Did you see the number of spiders that we literally just went up against? My concern is that there's going to be more. Then we burn the ship. We burn um, the ship, say fuck the job, we go home. Okay, so Alp... Albus, uh, Albus was going to do this whether or not, uh, regardless of the effect of this conversation, but, like, would he know if, uh, desecrating this altar would lessen Lost's influence on this? Make a religion check? Uh, 11 plus 3. 14. You aren't sure... Uh, you know that Lolth is a very vengeful god, uh, and in terms of actually watching her followers, uh, from what you've been able to gather, she actually does so more than other deities. Uh, you So you aren't confident in possibly having lessened her influence or have just earned her ire. Cool. <laughs> well, uh, Hish go ahead. No, you go ahead. <laughs> uh, Hish shakes his shakes his head and um, says, "We are absolutely not getting paid enough for this. Let's go. Let's find that chest." Okay. Sounds good. So, uh, yeah, in the corner of the room, uh, there is a stairwell that leads down. Uh, and, Hish, you would know that that stairwell would lead typically into the galley. Uh, this room that you were in was sort of like just a general meeting room that wasn't outside. Uh, so you were sure uh, that now it's been turned into this altar to Loth. You aren't really sure what kind of thing would lay below on the second deck, but from what you remember, it was the galley. So 
So are you guys going down those stairs? Yeah, we'll check there first. All right, sounds good. Uh, so as you end up uh, going into this room, as you come on down the stairs, uh, looking around, uh, judging from the stone along one wall of this room, this was once the galley. Now the area is, cult uh, is cluttered with bones and debris. There are badly damaged metal knives and other cookware that hang from the hooks in the ceiling. And while the ch and uh, there is a choking stench of rotting flesh that fills the air. And you see uh, that over everything in this room, very tiny spiders just seem to be crawling. And as you all kind of come down and make your way into this room. They almost seem to try and disappear into the shadows of your vision. That's foreboding. They seem a lot less menacing when not around the statue. Uh, do we see the source of the rotting flesh stench? Uh, make a perception check. Rolling you. Uh, 16. That's 12 plus 5, uh, 17 for Hish. 7. Okay. So, Ullman, you are too busy having an internalized conversation with Ham about, no, why this doesn't smell nice. This is a bad smell. Uh,. <laughs> Whereas, Hish, you and Albus, as you are looking around this room, uh, you end up finding that uh, on the tables of the galley that there are what look to be like hunks of meat that are laid out. And they, again, are very old, very fetid at this point. And as you look at it, it doesn't look like any kind of animal that you're familiar with. Is this long pig? <clears throat> Albus, you of all of, uh, out of anybody would actually be able to recognize this. You are fairly certain this is long pig. Also known as man. The most dangerous game. No. Um. Uh, and Hish, what was your perception score? 17. Okay. Uh, you actually find that uh, kind of nearish the table uh on the floor open so that way its spine is kind of almost broken out there seems to be a very worn and tattered journal oh i thought you meant a very different spine <laughs> no <laughs> no so you just see uh -huh. that there is a that there is this book and you remember uh that uh this book was used like, you've seen this before. It's been, honestly, years since you've actually seen this uh, book of this style. But this was used as a kind of crewman's log uh, for the members of the Iron Duke. Yeah. Uh, Hish sort of crinkles his nose and pulls his shirt up more over his face. Um, and he's going to just silently uh, kneel down and um, start flipping through the, the journal. Okay. Uh, and so you see notes, uh, very old notes from when you were actually a part of this crew. Uh, and as you flip through, there is a point where the notation stops 
and you see written as a header day one uh and albus as you are kind of taking in this full view of what you would expect to have in front of you uh this kind of butchery for long pig as we have determined it to be uh hish as you're reading it you see that the journal seems to pick up uh with another survivor of the maelstrom that you had gotten caught in and based off of reading it you find out that the majority of your crew actually survived the maelstrom they if anything they all believed that you were the one who had actually gotten sucked down into the ocean never to be seen again uh you see that uh there are names of your crew members that are listed there was kavir he was a human there was cross who was a kanku aiden another human delina half elf bones the goblin uh and then there was ishta who was a humanoid that was always seen very uh, wearing very heavy wraps around themselves, uh, never liked to be out during the daylight. Uh, and then there was Krell, who was very quiet and kind of a newer member onto the crew, uh, another half-orc similar to you. And then, of course, there was uh, the quote-unquote captain uh, of Sharktooth Salvador, which was more of a title uh that you remember being circulated around and this seems to be being written by uh by one of the current uh one of the current captains and it states that uh after the after the wreck they end up actually getting washed up on shore with their ship with the remains of their ship as well on this small unknown island that they weren't sure how far away they were from the sword coast but it seemed very almost like an oasis in the middle of a desert. It was a perfect place. It was very warm where otherwise you'd expect it to be kind of a colder temperament. Uh, and there were locals that were on this island as well. There seemed to be humans, goblins, orcs, half-orcs that all seemed to live uh, on this island. And as you read through that, you see that then it says day five. And as you're reading day five, uh, there have been disagreements between the crew as to what to do in terms of dealing with the locals. Do you try and get them to repair your ship? Do you try and convince them to come back to the mainland with you? Or do you just sort of take on the this islander mentality? And as you flip through, it seems like, again, there's more of this discussion. And the author is... is giving you their side of the story believing that we should try and get them to repair the ship there are plenty of natural resources here why wouldn't we be able to do that and on day 12 uh as you were reading it you see that one uh that it's noted that uh delina the half elf crew member has gone missing and nobody knows what happened uh, when they ask the crew, uh, when they ask the crew, the crew doesn't really seem to know. When they ask the tribes people, uh, they just say that she wandered off into the forest and they haven't seen her since. And then that seems to be really the only mention of it. There seems to be a, a few questioning bits here and there for the next four days. And then on day 16, you see uh, in a note that Krell, the new crew member that you had, the quiet one, seems to be spending more time with the locals 
and on that same day another crew member goes missing uh this time cross the kanku day 39 another crew member goes missing this time ishta the one who was always in raps day 88 another crew member goes missing and others have gone missing as well and for all of the time that the author has spent on this island they haven't seen any boars they haven't seen any cattle they haven't seen any sources where meat could potentially come from and yet there is always meat that is available on the table for them during these feast days and it's much juicier than fish would be but the residents these crewmen are so hungry that they seem to not really consider much of it uh endure yes what the fuck on day 179 more crew member goes missing on day 200 they now know where the meat is coming from and it explains that uh they were trying to actually uh that the author of this book was actually running away uh from this point they had gone into the woods to investigate later at night krell ended up uh leading uh this charge actually this former crewman of yours he seemed to have been completely acclimated into the into this group of islanders that seemed to revere and worship spiders as gods and on day 206 it stops being a observational journal and it starts being a more of a play-by-play and you read that uh the crewmen the remainders from your shift uh while you were serving on the iron duke that the ones that did not acclimate themselves and are still together all locked themselves in the galley of the duke and you see that there is a note that says that fuck krell is leading them and then you see that there is the last entry day 208 and it says if anyone reads this let it be known that the true name of of sharktooth salvador was h i and then you see that it's going up into an s and then it breaks and you see the last entry is they are breaking in. And that is the last mark that is actually in this book that you find. Oh. Um, and Albus, you have just seen Hish just very quickly flipping through this book that they have found. Okay. Uh, so as to not make any noise, uh, I'm going to speak to you telepathically. Uh, should we keep looking? Are you okay? Um, I think Hish has been flipping through these pages faster and faster and he doesn't even hear your first um communication and then when you ask if he's okay um he looks up at you and you there's a weird look 
on his face and he looks like he's going about to cry and um, he sort of um, sits back on his heels and I, I, the only thing he thinks back to you is just no. Um, keep, keep looking around. Okay. Uh, Jill, can you stay with Yish? And you see, Jill uh, is actually rifling around in some of the refuse piles that are off to the side. Uh, and she pulls out a small uh, brown burlap satchel, little pouch, and just kind of tosses it in her hand, looks in, uh, and goes up to you, Hish, and says, how much do you think these are worth? Uh, and hands hands you this satchel, and as you look inside, you see that there are uh, there's a set of ten rubies that are actually inside of this satchel. And she says... Uh, person, uh, I will leave it up to you to decide uh, what exactly we do with this. Is everything all right? Uh, Hish tucks the book uh, into his uh, bag and stands up and says, fine. Um, I I'll handle the rubies and he also uh, puts it away in his bag and says um, I would be careful all three of you the ship was hit by cannibals and worshippers of Lulf obviously I cannibals Ullman whips up and is like see bad <laughs> and sorry keep going Jill looks at you with this very sussed look that Kylan does so perfectly and I cannot replicate for the life of me uh, and just says um, how do you know they were cannibals Um, he goes, I found the captain's log, just kind of, um, curtly nods and says, I can't actually confirm that this ship is empty anymore. And be on your guard. And as you tell everybody to be on their guard, that is where we are going to go for our break for the evening. So I would like to say thank you to everybody who decided to stick with us through this spider-infested ghost ship. We are going to try and be back in five to ten minutes. So don't go no place unless it's to grab a food, grab a drink, grab a friend, or possibly go to bit.ly slash adventure merch. Pick yourself up something nice or consider leaving a review or a comment uh, in the description of this video or audio cast below. I actually really get a kick uh, out of reading all of your guys' reactions to the bullshit that goes on each and every week. So, make my day and, and possibly leave a review because I share it with everybody uh, whenever it happens. So, we're going to try and be back in five to ten minutes. 
Don't go into place. We'll see you guys soon. All right, everybody. Buddy, and welcome back to a totally not spider-filled ghosty ship episode here on Team Salt Bay, a Ghost of Salt Marsh Acquisitions Incorporated inspired game. Let's go time. So, Hish, you just learned that the survivors of the shipwreck uh, were the targets of cannibalism. Uh, except for one crew member in particular that seemed to have actually joined with the locals and found that eating people was actually kind of up his alley. It seemed like a, a thing he could get in on. So, uh, yeah, you have found that book. You have also found a satchel uh, containing what looked to be ten small rubies. Uh, and looking around this room, you see that at the uh, front of the front-facing side of this room... There is a door that leads deeper into the actual belly of the ship. But, Hish, having spent time on this ship and actually knowing its layout, you know that there is a trap door uh, that is in the galley that will actually lead you down into the cargo hold, uh, which is typically where you and your crew would put things like lockboxes. And you remember... Uh, actually being one of the strong crew members that had helped set this lockbox down there. Uh, as regardless of the number of people that were carrying it, it is so heavy that uh, you know that it actually reduced your movement to be able to carry it. Uh, Single-handedly, it was very difficult, even with uh, you and Krell uh, kind of working this lockbox together. It was still actually a very difficult time. But you know where the cargo hold is. You know where you believe this treasure to be. Um, yeah, I think he, he takes um, another look around and swallows. And um, then, um, yeah, starts uh, looking around for the, for the trap door. Okay. Sounds good. So... Uh, without really much hassle, you are able to get, uh, you are able to get the trap door. You have to move some refuse away. And as you are getting closer to the ground, you can see that there are bloodstains that just sort of seem to have been rather old, seeped into the wood. Uh, but you're kind of get put, able to put two and two together as to where these bloodstains potentially came from. And as you open the uh, door to uh, to this uh, cargo hold down below, you can see that there is a, a decent bit of water that exists on the base, sim uh, very similar to your guys' bilge. Um, but looking in, uh, make a perception check. Um, yeah, I think as he opens it and peeks, inside he also like waves Ullman over and says uh can I can I get a spider check yeah I'll uh I'll be right there Whew. right Whew. okay and then he like comes over <laughs> that's a 10 plus uh, 5.15. Uh, okay, so looking around, you see the box that you have been contracted to get. Uh, it is a very nice blue finish on this steel container uh, that is actually engraved with the letter A upon it. 
from your experience, people who usually brand initials on things uh, of some sort consider themselves to be very important. You don't remember the name of the man that you took this from, but it probably started with an A. Uh, but yeah, as you look down in it, uh, you see that maybe about uh, 30 feet in, uh, past the second mast... Uh, mast pole that is still part of the ship. Uh, you actually take note of where um, of where this box is, and with your fifteen as well, uh, you see that this deck runs the length of the ship, uh, and that there are no bulkheads or any other kinds of structures, and that there is a dark, murky seawater that fills it to a depth of about three feet. Uh, so you know this box is also taller than its three. Uh, and sloshing against old moldering crates piled uh, against the ship's porthole. So along the left-hand side is just where all of these boxes are just semi-submerged in the water. And Ullman, you are going in first? Sure am. Okay. So you descend down into the cargo hold, uh, and with hish's help you can kind of spot where the crate is uh so perception check to try and and see where there might be spiders laying in wait that's a 23 okay with a 23 you do not actually see any spiders hanging up in corners uh, it doesn't seem like there are any eight-legged friends uh, in one way or particular laying in wait uh, as far as you can see down this hallway. Which, do you have dark vision? Negatory, I would have to have a, a torch. That is alright. There is still a little bit of light that is shining through uh, this opening, this trap door down into the cargo hold. Um, and with your 23, what you see is that there are, even amongst this very dark, brackish seawater, you see that there are four shapes beneath the water that seem to be making their way towards you rather quickly. Uh, we've got four bogeys in the water, but not spiders. <clears throat> Hish, Hish, uh, looks up at Albus and, uh... Jill and says, uh, that's our cue, and jumps down into the hole. Okay. So yeah, you jump down into the hole. Make an athletics check to, an athletics check to jump down as you're landing in three feet of water, which is going to kind of throw off your balance. That is a 12 plus 7. Okay, yeah, you managed to jump down totally fine. Yay. Uh, Jill and Albus are going in after. Okay, so Albus, as you are descending down and Jill is on her way down as well, uh, we're going to use the same initiative tracker as we did last time because it's been so short. Also, I would like to apologize because Albus, your initiative was a 17 and I had it marked down as a 7. So that is why I was having you go so late in the round. You were supposed to have been going first through the majority of that. So your initiative is a 17 moving forward. 
because that is the number that you rolled that I wrote down poorly. So I've rewritten it to make it more legible for me. Uh, sounds good. And there we go. So at the top of the round is Alvis, what is your dexterity? Two. Two. Okay. So Ullman, as you are standing at the base uh, within the water, kind of up to around uh, your upper thigh, as you are a rather tall boy, uh, you see that one of these dark forms actually zips very close to you, and leaping up out of the water is this very gaunt-looking face. It seems like it is waterlogged, so it's a little bit soppy. There's this long tongue that extends down from its mouth, and you can see that it has these long, nasty-looking claws that it just brings up into this wide lurch out of the ground and is going to attempt to try and bring them down onto you. Can I have been readied with a blast if I knew that? Oh, yeah. If you saw these forms zipping close to you, I would say that you could definitely have readied a blast. Cool. 16? A 16 will totally hit. Roll for damage. Takes 7 to the chest. Okay. As he lunges at me. Sounds good. It does not like that at all, but it does not hinder its attack in any way. So it is going to try and use its claws against you. Uh, that is a natural one. It actually seems like this force blast did deter it. As it's leaping up out of the water, it just gets blasted in the chest, and you see it kind of falter off to the side and almost submerge itself fully back in the water, but you can see that it levels at about half of its face, and there is only this very vacant-looking white eye glaring at you. Take that. Okay. Freak. Albus, <laughs> <laughs> it is your turn. Uh, and you can see that this creature is just lunged out of the water, tried to attack Ullman. Uh, but Ullman was ready, was uh, hip fire ready, and managed to stop this creature uh, and its advances. But you see that there are three other shapes in the water that are making their way towards your crew. Okay. I want to get one of the ones uh, that has been, as of yet, unaccosted and get it to make a constitution save. Sounds good. So, that is a nine. It's going to take four points of cold damage if I hit it with frostbite. Uh, And it has disadvantage on the next uh, weapon attack roll it makes. Okay. And it's cursed by the sea. Sounds good. One of these days, that's going to mean something. <laughs> All right. Uh, so. Uh, bonus action. Uh, Omen. Galaxy Brain. Take a D6. Thank you. And did we short rest? You guys had not. Okay. Cool. Yes. Uh, so. Then next up is going to be Omen. Uh, I think he just, like, kind of seeks in the water and, like, well, someone without a fishing pole goes after his prey. Okay. <laughs> just just dives in to stab at one. 
21. 21 totally hits. Roll for damage. And is this the same one that had accosted you? Yeah, I think I go right back after. All right, got it. Uh, 17. Okay. Uh, yeah, 17 damage. <laughs> it's pretty good. Uh, it is not, uh, it is not dead, but it is not looking good. So, did you have a bonus action you would like to do? Uh, no, I'm good. Okay, sounds good. Uh, next up is going to be Hish. Um, can you orient me in the room again? So you guys have come towards the, uh, come into the cargo hold at the rear of the ship. Uh, so facing north, about 30 feet on the left-hand side is where you know that the crate you are looking for is. About 10 feet in front of you is where Ullman is, uh, and he's currently just stabbing down at this nasty figure, uh, that seemed to have leapt out of the water to try and assail him. And you can see that mm -hmm. off in the distance as well, that there are three of these shadowed shapes that are coursing their way through the water, making their way towards you. Um, One of them was the target of a spell by Albus, who was able to more identify as to where it is. With my dark vision, um... And I think Hish is going to use his move, all of his movement to walk towards these uh, three figures. Would I be able to see them in the water? Seeing more them, than just like their shadowy shape? Uh, more than just so their shadowy shape. Make a perception roll. Ten uh, plus five, fifteen. Okay, yeah. So with your fifteen, you can see that they have almost like a humanoid shape, and much in the same way that Oceanus uh, will swim through the water, you see that they are also just gliding through. But rather than moving their bodies in this more fish-like pattern, you see them actually crawling along the ground very quickly, and they are medium-sized. Uh, and these three are making their way towards you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Hish uses all of his movement to walk towards them, and he's going to um, use his scimitar to stab down into the water um, at whichever one um, he gets near first. Okay. Would you like to make a ready attack, or are you just, like, trying to, like, rush out and stab? Actually, that's the better idea. I'm going to make a ready attack. Okay, sounds good. So you're readying your action to stab in case the inevitable happens and one of them tries to stab at you. Uh, so next up is three of these creatures. So the one that got frostbit uh, is going to make its way up uh, towards, uh, yeah, towards you, Hish. Uh, and you see that it leaps out of the water and is actually going to try and bite you. At disadvantage. Yes, at disadvantage. Uh, which is going to be a 21 to hit. Wow, yeah. <laughs> it rolled really well. <laughs> All right. That'll so do it. With its bite, 
It is going to deal 18 points of piercing damage. Okay. Uh, next up, uh, one of the ones courses by you, uh, Hish, and courses by Olman as well. And you see it then leap up towards Albus uh, in the back, seeing as how there is a weaker looking one. Uh, Albus, it is going to attempt to try and bite you. As it comes up. Uh, it so... better not! <laughs> Does a 13 hit? No. No, it doesn't. Okay. Uh, so yeah, it goes to bite out, and luckily, you are one with the water. What a chump this this little fucker turned out to be, trying to leap out and do some fishy bullshit towards you. Y'all, my AC, it's 14. <laughs> boy! <laughs> Uh, so, that is one towards Hish, that is one towards Albus. Uh, Hish, there is, uh, the fourth one of this group is going to make its way towards you, uh, and it is going to try and claw out, actually, towards you. Okay. And that is a 19 to hit. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that is a total of 10 points of slashing damage. Great. Make a constitution Do I get to save. Use my... Okay. It's <laughs> an 18 okay. plus 4. You're good. Your ready to action also triggers, correct? Yes. To do the attack. Okay, so that would have happened to the first guy that swam out and tried to get you. So make your attack. All of we'll do all of that, yes. Uh you are still getting harried by the second one regardless of yeah. what happens i figure um yeah hish as it's coming down to bite him i think simultaneously he's trying to slash up at it a uh, 10 plus 7 does a 17 hit oh yeah 17 hits most things yay <laughs> So one plus seven, that's eight slashing damage. Plus, I don't know if this will do any good, but two fire damage. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, yeah, so that one has been slashed, and there are still two very healthy looking ones, one of which is directly on Albus, the other of which is on you, Hish. Next up, Jill. Jill is going to. What can she do? Okay. Uh, so she's in the back, right? She is. Like she was at the top of the trap door when all of this began going on. Oh, no. She jumped in the water with Albus. Oh, okay. I thought that you guys were descending the ladder rather than Albus risking a 15-foot jump into water. Uh, right. So they were descending at the same time. Yes. So if Alvis is in the water. Alvis is now in the water. Jill was still making her way down the stepladder. Okay. Cool. Cool, 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 cool. Uh, how many of them would be within a, say, 15-foot cube? A 15-foot cube? You could get three of them, but Hish would also be in that cube. What What? What about if, if we didn't need Hish in the cube? Two. 
which ones of those would it be? The ones that are on Hish, so you would just place it slightly behind. Okay, yeah, she's going to do that uh, as she casts Shatter, which is a second level spell. Okay. Uh, I need a save of some... I can't cast. I need a constitution save. Okay, that is a 14 and a 6. Both of those fail. Okay. So that's 3d8 thunder damage. Uh, I want a channel divinity. Okay, so that does max? Yes. Uh, this is the destructive wrath channel divinity. Okay, so... So, 3d8, that's... Uh, 24. 24. Yeah. And they are put... They're pushed, right, from... No, shatter. Okay, things break. Yes, they do. And you are in the bottom of the ship. So, as this shatter is cast, one of these... Uh, one of these ghasts completely just is torn to pieces no longer able to hold his form the other one kind of rears back a little bit uh as he uh as he gets hit by this blast and then you hear a breaking sound and then could that have been angled like jill is smart enough that she would know better than to break it below but you still hear a cracking sound as you look over and you see that one of the masts inside of this ship is just bent inward. But yes, that could have ended very poorly. So, one of those creatures is dead, though. Yay, Jill! Your body count when you're not here is fucking ridiculous. And when she is here. <laughs> started with the weasels. Uh, so... Then next up uh, is this creature that was on you, Olman. Uh, and it is going to try and uh, it's going to try and slash out against you with its claws. Try me. Uh, well, it tried it and it wasn't able to do the thing. So that's a 10 to hit. I'm assuming doesn't actually do anything. I think I'm just holding it slightly underwater with my shield, and it's just trying to flail up at me. <laughs> okay, make a make a Constitution save as you begin your turn. As being so close to this thing, like even Ham is like, I would not eat that. I have eaten things like this before. It is not good. Twelve. Okay, twelve is still good. Uh, you are not poisoned. Which is a plus. What would you like to do? Or, uh, sorry. It's not your turn yet. Albus, I need you to also make a constitution saving throw. Okay. Constitution? Yes. 16. 16, you're good. Uh, it is your turn. Because again, 17. Not the 7 that I wrote down initially. So it is your go, and then it will be Olman's. Okay. Is the uh, oh god. So first off, I do want to point out that I was trying to cast Thunder Wave, not not Shatter, but anyway. Uh, Alvis, uh, all three of them still up. Uh, three of them are still up. Yes, there is the one okay. that is directly on you. 
There is one that is over by Ullman, and now there is a singular one that is on Hish versus the two that were on them before. Is that the one that was frostbitten? Uh, yes. Great. I need to make a strength save. I'm going to cast Lightning Lore. Natural 20. Fuck. What does its what does its curse of the sea thing do? Well, I have to hit it with another thing uh, after I hit it with the cantrip. Got it. I see. I, I can't hit something two times in a row. That's that's my thing. That's the curse of the sea. That, that's just my curse. Um, I really don't want to give Hish another galaxy brain because you touched me. Does Albus know that he was touched? Yes, because he woke up. Uh, that's going to be it. Sounds good. Uh, so, Ullman, it is your turn. We went through the rigmarole of having you roll the con save. It was fine. Rest of your turn. There is a badly beaten ghasty boy. I would like to try to finish him off. Okay. With a 21 to hit. Oh, that'll totally work. Roll for damage. Fourteen. Okay. Uh, so, with a 14, what does it look like as you uh, deliver this undead's final moments? Uh, I've still got it pushed vaguely underwater, and I just pull the shield down a bit, exposing its face, and I plunge the blade into its head. Pull it back out swiftly. All right. And then I uh, try to get around to flank the other one with Hish. Or actually, no. I would I would go uh, run and flank the one with Albus. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, so, next up, Hish. You have one of these creatures on you. You just watched as Jill extended a hand outward. Uh, or... I guess in this case, like, clacked her warhammer against her shield uh, as this metallic sound rang out and just obliterated one of these creatures. The symbol on her, the back of her hand glue a little bit. Um, I have a question. Yes, I hopefully have an answer. Does, would Hish suck? in some way possibly recognize who this is the creatures that you're fighting mm-hmm. you do you most certainly recognize the faces and names of each of the creatures that you're fighting here it seems like they in the creation of whatever undead that they have become they died in a way that was unbecoming of them which you yeah, were assuming think... had to do, you know, cannibalism, spiders. Hish, for his turn, um, stops and stares at this creature in front of him. And he stops fighting. Okay. Sounds good. So, Hish, you go to swing again and then you realize, oh, wait... Uh, the one standing before you is Kevir. Uh, he was just 
able-bodied sailor. He had been there for a while. He kind of knew how to do all of the jobs, but seeing him now, his ears have kind of extended backward, almost like elf ears, but very much not in an elf-like way. His jaw again kind of descended. His uh, body more focused and primal uh, in terms of a predator rather than the sailor that you knew him as. But you abstain from fighting. Uh, so next up is going to be this creature's turn. Uh, and it is going to... Uh, Kavir is going to rear up one of his claws and then swipe it down towards Uhish, seeming to not have the same uh, understanding of Armistice or this is a person I once knew. Seems like that part of their brain is just no longer there. Uh, does a 14 hit? It does not. Okay, so... He does not hit you. Uh, the one that was on Ullman, also dead. Albus, you have the one that is directly on you. Yep. Uh, and it is going to rear up with its claw and try and swing down against you once more. Does a 16 hit? Not if I shield. Shield seems pretty good right now. And I imagine that as you extend your hand upward, it's just a thick spray of the seawater that is in this cargo hold that just manages to buffet away its claw. So that is it for that creature. Jill's turn. Uh, this thing is... Uh, there's one in front of Hish. There's one in front of Albus, right? Yes. Are those say within a 15 foot cube Hish would still be in the 15 foot cube as Hish had run forward so in order to get the one in front of you as in front of Hish as well as the one in front of you you would have to get Hish in that actual zone okay then she's going to go over to Hish's boy and at first level do a thunder wave okay i need to make a con save that is an a6 okay uh it's going to take 2d8 points of thunder damage and it's going going to be pushed back that's what i was trying to do last time uh Ten feet away. And that's 11 points of thunder damage. Okay. Sounds good. This thing's looking real messed up. It's having a bad time, yo. What is that? It for Jill? Any bonus action? Uh, no. Okay, sounds good. So, then next up, Albus. There's this creature directly in front of you. I'm gonna... Dab it with my rapier. Or try to. Okay. Not going to. Uh with it with a ten. No. Ten is not the number you were looking for. That's my turn. No bonus action? Nope. Okay. Sounds good. Uh next up, Ullman. I would like you have to... inspiration. Yeah. I'm gonna attack this boy with using my inspiration, so why not? 
Okay. Which boy? Uh, there's uh, the one that I'm is on Albus, and then there's the, the one, one with Albus. Okay, got it. I keep rolling 15s. It's today's lucky number. 21. Okay. Roll for damage. Uh, 12. Sounds good. Does not seem to like the 12 damage. Most creatures don't like damage. Unless it's your thing, you know. I'm not going to kink shame here. It's uh, fine. Did you have a bonus action that you would like to do? Um, no. Okay. Sounds good. So, then next up, Hish, you have this one creature that is on you. Is it still on me or was it pushed from... It's 10 feet uh, away. Yeah, so it's 10 feet away from where you are. That's correct. Sorry. Okay. Um, I think Hish is actually going to turn around uh, and find... Uh, what's left of the one that Ullman originally killed. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, Make an investigation check. <clears throat> He's going to turn it over. That was a 12. Okay. Uh, so with your 12, uh, looking at it, um, you see that it is the... Uh, it is the the remains of the last quote unquote uh, shark tooth Salvador to have sailed the seas. Uh, it was a human whose name was Hardin. Um. Yeah, I, I think I think Hish is just staring down at uh, this body, and that's his turn. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, so, next up, the creatures. Uh, so, uh, the one that was on Hish, that had been pushed back, now sees that Jill is the most forward-facing enemy, and it is going to rush forward uh, and try and use its sweet claws against Jill for a 17. No. Cleric's so fucking tanky. I love it. So the claws do absolutely nothing. Then Albus, the one that is on you, is also, again, going to continue trying to swipe out with its claws towards you. That is a 13? No. Okay. So its claws go. And at this point, how tiresome. This creature has used this same attack against you for multiple rounds. You are a quick learner. It does not matter. Uh, so, it is now Jill's turn. She has this one creature directly on her. She is going to... Uh, she's going to attack it with her Warhammer. Okay. That's not her die. This is her die. How do... This is going to hit. How's the 20... A 20 totally hits. Four. Four points of damage. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. This creature is still standing. Does not like it one bit. But still maintaining its foothold. So, next up, Albus. Albus, uh... Gosh. 
it's still right up against me. Okay. Yeah, it's still five feet directly in front of you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to hit it with the rapier again. Uh, seven plus four, thirteen. No, that's not how math works. Eleven. Okay. Uh, eleven to hit. Yep. Does not hit. This creature also seems to be uh, anticipating your moves now uh now that there is uh another boy directly on top of it it seems to be uh trying to have a little bit more spatial awareness to it mm-hmm. uh that's it okay Ullman, it is your go uh continue my work behind this creature okay does a 13 hit a 13 just hits Roll for damage. Uh, ten. Okay. Ten points. It is doing its best. It's doing its second best. Does stay up. It's still there, though. So, Hish. It is your go. Unless, Ullman, you had a bonus action. For Hish's turn, he stares at this body. That's fair. So, next up are the creatures. The one that is still on Jill, uh, and it is going to try and make claw attacks against her. It doesn't. It's a it's a sorry attempt. Uh, and then, Olman, seeing as how you have presented yourself as an enemy to this creature... It is going to rear back with a claw and then swipe down towards you in an attempt to get you with his bits. Uh, so that is a 17 to hit. That does not hit me. Hmm. All right. Really? A 17? Yeah, my AC is 18 with my shield. You're fucking silly. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Rogues with shields. What life is this? This is Jill's turn. Uh, how rough are each of the guests looking? They are both looking pretty messed up. Both of them, Jill would definitely consider bloodied. Okay, the one that she's soloing right now, I need it to make a wisdom save. That is an 11. Okay, she tolls the bed for 11 points of necrotic damage. Shit. With a fucking cantrip. So, as Jill's gong rolls out, you see this creature kind of rear back, and its head shakes a little bit, and then you just see that the... In the weirdest way, its eyes roll back, but you can only tell that they roll back because at the base you can see the veins of the actual action of the roll. There's no color there otherwise. And it ends up falling backwards into the water as Jill's body count increases once again. Uh, so, then next up, Albus. Uh, the only one that is left is the one directly on you. And Ullman. Can I get a strength save? Yes. For lightning lure. 
Uh, also, make a constitution save. Oh, no. Oh, no. Because it's stinky. Yeah, natural one. Okay, you are going to be poisoned uh, for... Uh, until the start of the guests next turn. Okay. Yep. Uh, it got a nine or a, sorry, not a nine, a 12 on its strength save. That still fails. Okay. We did it, gang. Seven points of lightning damage. Okay. Seven points. It is still standing. It is looking very messed up. It is cursed by the sea. It's not going to live that long, but... Okay. Sounds good. Ullman, it is your go. Let's finish this boy. Thirteen hits precisely again? Yes. Twelve damage. Okay, Ullman, what does your final hit look like? Uh, I think I have just been repeatedly stabbing it in the back as much as possible, and as soon as it turns around to face me, I use that opportunity to stab it up through the jaw. Okay. Sounds good. So yeah, you do this finishing stab through the jaw. The creature stops as the blade pierces into its processing center of a brain, uh, and you watch as this figure's arms just sort of come to a slack at the sides and then as you pull your dagger out it just careens back into the water uh, and then sinks down no longer actually having the capacity to retain water uh, as it was already an extremely bloated creature but you guys are out of combat uh, and Hish uh, you see like getting a chance to really take in the crew members that you had. There was Hardin. There was Kavir. Uh, you see that one of these forms actually had more of an avian look to them. Uh, and you're assuming that was Cross, uh, your Kenku friend. And then uh, there was uh, there was another crew member that was again one of the one of the newer ones. Uh, their name was Jacobs. Uh, or at least that was what you called them. Uh, they were a half-elf, and you see that they have also kind of suffered the same fate as the rest of your crew in this situation. And Jill, uh, being very business-oriented, is going to uh, be making her way towards the large blue steel box with the letter A in it, and just, well, this is what we came for. Isn't it? A little undead? Honestly, not. A little bit more welcome than the spiders, I would think. She goes and grabs onto the handle. And as she grabs onto the handle of this strongbox, you feel the ship shift and shake. Almost like there is some other force that is shifting it not necessarily a wave this seems much more forceful in its actual pattern uh when that happens hish um still looking down at harden um says jill don't touch that and, and she um, 
looks at you. This is what we came for. 10,000 gold pieces. This box. He, um, he closes his eyes um, tightly. And then looks back at her. How do you intend to get the lockbox on the ship? And she motions to you. You realize you are like the strongest person I've ever met, right? I'm assuming if you got it down here the first time, you'd be able to be strong enough to pick it up and help us out. And as she says that, the ship rocks again. This time from the other direction, and you start to hear the wood beginning to groan, but in a way that isn't similar to how it is whenever it's resting out on the ocean. It seems like the force that has actually been shifting your boat from side to side is putting pressure on the side walls of the hull. Can we wrap this up really quickly? Whatever we do, we should do it fast. I am not the strongest one. Uh, I can help, all things considered, uh, but we are really going to need your assistance in this whole matter. Fine. Um, Hish grabs um, the remains in front of him by whatever tatters are hanging off and drags him through the water with him and uh, shoves him at Jill and says just you and Albus take him up onto the deck Ullman you're with me and he um, moves to grab the lockbox and sort of looks at Ullman expectedly Ullman rushes over okay uh, what is Jill's strength Jill's strength is 16 okay Jill is a strong girl uh, chances are she is able to, without your help, really, Albus, is to, like, shoulder carry, uh, this corpse, and she sort of is mumbling to herself about why, uh, why we need to be bringing this one along. And that is when you hear a snapping sound. There is a break, uh, where previously there had only been this groaning, and looking down the length of the hole in the cargo hold you see that the entire wall has cracked and at for a brief moment you see that crack get pulled inward and then back outward and then inward again and as it comes back outward there are there is a shattering of wood and splintering and it just seems to propel itself into the waves into the waves of the cargo hold as again the water is about three feet and in its place where the side wall was you see suckers as large as a person's form with a backing of this deep reddish orange color of what looks to be almost like a slimy skin colored texture as this unknowing entity seems to be latching itself onto the side hull of this ship and you see in other parts that the side arms of this hull 
are beginning to pull and press and pull and press forward. What would you guys like to do? Run? Okay. Move it. <laughs> so, Albus, you and Jill are sprinting forward. Hish, you and Ullman, because you are the ones moving this lockbox, your speed is going to be reduced by 10 feet as you continue to move with this thing. Albus, what would you like to do? Hish, take a point of bark inspiration. Take a d6. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, Hish, mm-hmm. you have... So that's both of you, right? Hish is going to have advantage because Ullman is helping. Okay. So, the two of you get to the base uh, of this... Of, of this stepladder. And as you begin kind of shifting the lockbox up, you see that these large tentacles actually break through the sidewalls of the bottom of the ship and just begin wrapping themselves around the bottom layer of the cargo hold, just beginning to tear and break the ship apart as water begins to flood in this area. Olman, you are three feet standing in water and you feel that this cargo hold is very quickly taking on water as the two of you are making your way with this box as best as you can tell up the trap door so with that uh hish i would like for you to make a uh, a strength athletics check this will be at advantage because you have somebody helping a five and a 14 plus seven okay good that is what you needed uh so as you are making this way it is very heavy it is very difficult but you managed to pull the lockbox up into the galley where you were before omen you are about chest high in water now and you can feel the ship around you is beginning to sink into the ocean as you quickly go up the stepladder going into the galley. So, Hish and, uh, sorry, Albus and Jill, you guys are making your way up onto the deck of the ship, I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. So, you guys begin making your way and you exit the galley and you go up to where the altar to Loth was. Hish and Ullman. Hish, I need you to make another athletics check. This time without advantage? This time with advantage because uh, Ullman is still helping you out. But I need everybody to make dexterity saves. As you feel the ship lurch port side. That's a 17 for me. 17 plus 7 for the strength. And then... 14, uh, sorry, never mind, (laughs) Uh, 13 uh, for the dex save. Okay, so 13 for dex? 9 and 10. 9 and 10, okay. Who had the 10, who had the 9? Albus had the 10. Okay, Jill had the 9, got it. Yep. Ullman? Uh, 17. 17. Okay, so as you guys are running, the ship lurches, and Albus, you're able to position yourself. Jill has this added weight 
of this creature on her shoulders so as she goes to try and position herself she ends up getting throttled against the wall of the stairwell that you guys are on and begins tumbling backwards actually down into the galley and the creature that she had on her shoulder actually falls off as well so on her next turn she is going to have to spend half of her movement to be able to stand up action to pick up this creature and then begin going up the stairwell again uh she has been knocked prone by the rocking of this but hish olman the two of you are able to withstand uh, the force that is currently trying to rock this ship from back and forth. Uh, next up. So, that has happened. Next up is going to be Albus. You are continuing up. Uh, Ullman, you are helping out Hish. So then, Hish, it is your turn. Um, As you feel the ship just kind of getting rocked back and forth from side to side. Yeah, I think, can Hish, um, as he's pulling the lockbox lock with, uh, or pushing it with Ullman, um, can he see Jill um, tumbling back down into oh, the galley? Yeah. Just very clearly in front of your view, you see Jill tumble back down. And then Jill is looking at the body, looking up at the stairs, just being like, I'm not necessarily sure where I stand in this matter. Um, yeah, Hish, um, Hish looks at her and yells, Jill, go, leave it. Um, and sort of pushes the lockbox more to get Ullman to move, uh, faster. Although I'm sure he is moving as fast as he can. Okay, make an athletics check with advantage. Oh, she's got Captain. Uh, 11 plus 7. Okay. 11 plus 7. As you go to move this lockbox, you feel that your arms are burning more than you would thought, uh, and you are still in area 11 as you are beginning to make your way. Even with Ullman's help, the two of you are, are not exactly making headway on this. Ullman, you, as you are climbing up this, st this rung ladder, trying to get up to the next level, the water is rising with you. It seems like the holes and the breaks within the hole below in the cargo hold were actually too great for the bilge to withstand, and the ship is now sinking at a very alarming rate. And as you get up to the galley, you look down, and there is maybe three feet of water separating the cargo, what was formerly the cargo hole with the actual galley itself and you can still hear this thunderous breaking and cracking sound as what you assume to be these tentacles are just wrecking the sides of the ship this box is locked question mark this box is what appears to be locked arcanely arcanely damn it <laughs> i don't have arcane fingers <laughs> Let us see very quickly. So. <laughs> it does not say whether or not it is arcane or not. So. I'm going to say that it is watertight but not sealed via arcane magics. Uh, 
so we gotten it to a place we can put it down or are we still trying to move it up the ladder you have gotten it past the ladder you are in this flat spot but you know that the water okay. is quickly rising Hish, I, 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 uh, I don't know if we have a better chance of me actually picking our way into this and just taking the, the documents than we do carrying it. Then do it. Do it now. Okay. All right. I, I need a sleight of hand or a thief's tools check. Modified 20? So your modified 20, you feel your thieves tools go in and there is a moment where you hear a clicking. And as you pull your thieves tools out, it was your tools themselves. It seems like this is a much more complex lock than you had initially given it credit for and your tools aren't able to actually make it all of the way. Ah, damn it. My tools aren't enough. Sorry. Okay. (sighs) So, Albus, you are going on to the deck of the ship, uh, and as you emerge, you see that there is a half-orc that is on the deck of this ship, and you see that there are hundreds of small spiders behind him. And he looks at you, and with his right hand currently grasping onto a staff his left hand he extends outward into a ball of fire and he looks at you and just snarls can you make a wisdom save yes he can his wisdom save is an 18 he'll take half of this okay uh dissonant whisper second level sounds good Half of 15. Okay, seven. Uh, Seven points of psychic damage. Sounds good. So as you deal seven points of psychic damage to him, he's going to reel back and hurl his fireball towards you. Uh, It is just... It's not a fireball spell. It was just a turn of phrase. It's a very small one that was in his hand that he is throwing towards you. Doesn't Uh, matter. Still will probably kill me. Uh, that is a, uh, that would be a 21 to hit. Yep. For a total of five points of fire damage. I am still alive. Okay. So, sounds good. Next up, uh, Jill looks at you, Hish, looks at Ullman, who just tried to quickly pick the lock, and she is just asks towards you, Hish. Is he really important? Uh, Hish closes his eyes and then and nods and then stops and he goes, "Not anymore." And. Jill just nods and runs up onto the deck of the ship. Hish see or Jill sees this half orc that had just produced flames towards you, uh, towards you, Albus. 
And it is at that point that you see that there are these large pinkish red tentacles that are emerging from the ocean that are beginning to wrap along the sides of this ship. Uh, what would Jill like to do in this situation? Uh, yeah. Well. Okay. It's, it's, it, is there any way that we we can like get off the ship like is our boat anywhere near this looking off to your right you see that tabitha and uh and scramp or neris the the two people that were in charge of your rowboat are furiously rowing towards this ship as it is going down they don't get paid if you guys die so they're like whole stint at Ack Inc. rides on the fact that at least one of you makes it back to tell the tale. Preferably okay. the documancer because paperwork, but any of you will do. This uh, orc and all these spiders uh, or person of orcish descent. I don't know if they're half orc or not. Uh, 60 foot line? Yes. Uh, she's going to use her uh, headwind's ability and cast a gust of wind. Okay. Uh, strength saving throw from all the creatures. I assume that that means the orc and a whole bunch of spiders. Okay, so the orc got a 12. Uh, that's enough. Spiders got a 9. And then also enough. a natural 20. That is. Uh, Oh, I guess it's whenever they start their turn. Um, yeah, so there's just a wind that's blowing everything, like, away from us. Okay. Uh, this fire, uh, this fire that's got a nine are going to be, like, flying off, I guess. Really? Possibly onto a big tentacle monster. I'll allow it. That sounds fun. And I mean, we're, we're up here. If if the boat gets close enough for us to get on, we're going to make sure okay. that we can get our our cargo onto it and our friends it and then looks, GTFO. It looks like it is a little over a half minute away. Half minute. It looks like it's quite a bit of ways should you choose to wait for it to side along next to the Iron Duke versus just jumping off and going for a quick swimmy. We're, we're standing our ground. Okay, sounds good. Uh, so, Hish, you and Ullman. Hish, I need you to make a strength athletics check with advantage. Twelve plus seven. Okay. 12 plus 7. Okay, still good. You guys are able to bring this box up to the deck of the ship. And it is a, it is at this point, Hish, as you come up onto the deck, you see an old crewmate. You see a, a familiar face amongst the chaos. It is the quiet half-orc that you had initially brought on to the crew not several weeks before your ship went down in the maelstrom and from your take on the book was possibly the first one to resort to cannibalism 
You see Krell. Hish drops the lockbox. And pulls out his sword. As he locks eyes with Krell. And he says, you. And Krell, as you come up on deck and you say that, and you say those lines, Krell looks over at you and his eyes squint. And you just see him mouth, Sungar. And then you see a slow smile appear on his face. And then his tongue comes out and actually wraps around his lower tusks. And then the smile just continues to widen. Don't you say my fucking name. All right. What would you like to do? I would like to kill him. You can certainly try. You got your galaxy brain. You do have a galaxy brain. There's also a headwind that he's in right now. Uh, if you walk into it, you're going to have to make a strength save. Oh, no, it is just if you start your turn within the line. Yeah, so Hish, run on up, make your attack. Yeah, I think Hish uh, charges him and brings his scimitar um, straight down. The nine plus seven. That is just enough. Uh, As your scimitar hits in, you see that his skin, darker in complexion than yours is. Uh, Yours is more of a green. His is very much like this deep brownish color. As your blade sinks in, there is a cracking noise. And then it sinks through, almost like there is a second layer of skin over his general uh, cover. But it seems to break away, almost like the bark from a tree. Uh, that is, uh, seven fire damage, and that one fell, and nine slashing damage, and I'd like to use my action surge, uh, to hit him again. Okay. With my scimitar. Yeah, make an attack roll. That's a natural 20. Oh, shit. I'm not even going to make you roll for it. You can if you want, but there's no way you don't just kill this fool outright. How would you like to finish him off? Um, I think he... Um, he pulls his sword out of the crack uh, that he made, and he grabs Krell um, by the collar and thrusts his scimitar into his stomach as hard as he can and as he's holding him um, he draws him closer and says I hope you suffer in hell for all of eternity And drops him. And 
as you finish this and begin to drop him with Krell's last breath, he says, What I did, I did for the lady's blessing. And with her gleaming eyes, she will smile upon me. And then you push him back and he just falls lifeless onto the ground. But he has a smile on his face as he goes down. Alice. Since he's dead. Super dead. Would that mean he automatically fails his strength saving throw? Yes. And gets blown away? Like dust on the wind. (laughs) As he falls back, he just... And tumbles and you see him go into the door of the next room that was at the forecastle. For sure that happens. So, Hish, you end up doing this. Next up is Jill. Uh, what would Jill like to do? There still seems to be a, a, while hopeless amount of spiders. You guys have had more hopeless encounters earlier on in this day. She's gonna drop the uh, the gust of wind, and uh, yeah, uh. told the dead on the spiders okay yes yeah sounds good wisdom save okay let's see how spiders fare in the wisdom department that's a four they they haven't been attacked no right okay damn it because that was a 12 oh shit well they'll still take seven okay sounds good uh there we go sounds good so yes toll the dead has happened on these spiders uh then next up is uh albus as you are standing on the deck and making sure that everything is covered you feel the ship begin to shift towards its port side and begin getting pulled as it seems these large tendrils are currently attempting to drag it into the ocean. And it is at that point that you hear this sound next to you and there is a large blue and white spider that seems to just have these kind of dipping, uh, dripping mandibles next to it and it is going to attempt to reach out and bite you. That is a 21 to hit. Yep. Okay. So, that is a total of eight points of piercing damage. Mm-hmm. And then you need to make a constitution saving throw. If I'm unconscious, do I automatically fail it? Yes, you do. Okay. Okay. So, uh, the poison that then begins to course through your veins because of the way this creature's poison works it does not kill you outright but instead stabilizes you at zero great yeah so albus you are passed out at zero and you are poisoned for an hour and you are also paralyzed currently 
as this creature has just popped in, nabbed at you, and then you have dropped. Albus, it would be your turn, but you are paralyzed and unconscious and at zero. Uh, so to the next person, Olman. Olman, you have just seen this large creature burst in out of seemingly nowhere and just immediately sink its mandibles into Albus. Oh, why more spiders? <laughs> he runs over to, to stand above Albus and slash at it. Okay. Does a 16 hit? A 16 totally hits. Roll for damage. Cool. Fifteen. Okay, so fifteen is that's pretty good. Uh, it does not seem to appreciate the level of familiarity which you are trying to establish between the two of you, uh, as it shrieks out in pain from you stabbing it uh, quite quite heartily. Uh, so, do you have a bonus action that you would like to do? No. Okay, so no bonus action there. Hish, what would you like to do? As you have just stabbed and then watched as uh, Krell's body drifted away. You see that there is now this blue-white spider that seemed to have just one-shotted Albus. Uh, and then Ullman ran up, stabbed it, and you see that there are several other spiders making their way uh, up as well. And it looks like your friends, your, your hirelings... Uh, are still at least a couple rounds away from bringing the boat up to the side. Is the gust of wind still happening? No, Jill ended the gust of wind. Okay, um, then I think... I don't have a way to help Albus. Um, Hish is, go is going to um drag the lockbox as close to the edge of the ship um as he can to get it into um throwing position throwing position make an athletics check uh, you will not have advantages Ullman is no longer helping you you have all right i do have inspiration i am going to throw that at the same time uh, 11, 12, 13, 14, plus 7. Okay. Yeah, you're fine on moving this. It's taking some time, but again, you you moved this lockbox by yourself the first time. You can move it the second time, no issue. And at this point, you mm -hmm. feel that the ship is listing so much to the port side that you actually need to hold one arm around the gun rail just to be able to hold this box up near the side of the ship as, again, it is beginning to careen. Uh, then next up uh, is going to be Jill. Jill is going to smack a face fire. Eighteen to hit. Oh, that'll totally hit. Roll for damage. Ten. Okay. So this creature is looking mightily injured. Uh and on its turn 
going after Jill unless Jill has a bonus action she would like to do. Nope. Okay. On its turn, it just seems to kind of like shake back and forth uh, and is going to try and bite out towards Jill uh, as she just laid down the hurt uh, for 18. 18 will just hit. Okay. So that is going to be for seven points of piercing damage. Uh, and then she is going to need to make a constitution save. Four. Okay. So Jill, in all of her glory, is going to be taking 15 points of poison damage. Jill is unconscious. And also at zero and paralyzed. And this creature then uses its bonus action and you hear that same as it just seems to almost like a hole behind it that is drawing it in it just disappears out of the material plane leaving the four of you Hish with one arm on this lockbox the other on the gun rail Ullman you having tried to stab out against this looking off into the distance you see that there are more spiders coming out wrapping themselves over Krell's body you can see that there are humanoid figures but their top half is almost vivisected and they seem to be laughing to themselves as they are just ripping around them uh just kind of picking up spiders and dropping them into this large maw uh as these four creatures are just again maniacally laughing to themselves as all this is happening these tendrils are wrapping around the ship and just breaking down the mast ripping it from limb to limb uh i need you to make a dexterity save wait who uh 20 20 all right sounds good uh so at this you see that there is a large tentacle that actually whips up and tries to come towards you but you're able to dodge under it rather expertly in doing so so next up hish hish you can see that your boat is maybe about three feet or about three rounds away from where you are i need you to make a dexterity save as this tendril also comes down and tries to hit against you oh my god that's an 18 minus one 17. still good you managed to also dodge out of the way as this tendril as it comes by what would you like to do on your turn? You see that the spiders are currently occupied with these. You aren't sure, but they are laughing. They look hideous and they are trying to either eat or kill the spiders uh, in the room adjacent to where you guys are. Um, Hish uh, looks over at Ullman and shouts... <laughs> Can you carry them? I can try. Take them off the ship now. 
And um, I think he's going to remain with the lockbox and hold it and wait um, until the until the rowboat uh, goes. The rowboat gets closer. All right. So uh, then, next up, Ullman, what is your carrying capacity? You can find this out by clicking on your strength score using D and D Beyond. One hundred and thirteen pounds. One hundred and thirteen pounds. Albus, how much? How much do you weigh? Albus, he he's got to be like one twenty-five. Okay. How much do you think Jill weighs with all of her gear as well? With all of her gear, probably. Andor, uh, I, I don't feel comfortable <laughs> guessing a woman's weight. Let's. But she's carrying much. Uh, like much more serious hardware than Albus is. So it would, if not the same, then maybe a little bit more developer gear. Okay. So, Ullman, you have to make a choice. Regardless of who you pick up, you are going to be encumbered and moving at half speed. Hish has told you to do your best to grab both of them. One of us can breathe underwater. Um, yeah, there's that. Omen is actually worried at this very second that that phase spider is going to try to pop out and get him as well. And I'm torn on whether to wait around for that. I think Omen does. He, like, lowers himself into that, like, combative stance and, like, closes his eyes and breathes in deep and, like, just watches. And he's ready in action to attempt to stab the phase fighter if it reappears. Okay. Hish is shouting at Omen. <laughs> uh, just over and over again. I'm paralyzed, right? Yes. Can I still speak tele telepathically? You are also unconscious. Fuck. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Damn it. Yes. Uh, so, at the beginning of the next turn, uh, your ship at this, your rowboat is roughly about two rounds away from where you are. There is a lurching and you see as Jill's body goes more down towards the port side of the ship. Albus's also rolls down. There doesn't seem to have been any recurrence of the face spider. You hear a rumbling and breaking from within the room that was towards the front of the ship, as it seems like whatever figures were there are also getting thrown off down into the side. Then there is a moment where you see the ship rock again and you see as Jill actually goes over the side of the gun rail and then goes into the water. Albus is thrown directly against the gun rail and it looks like if there is another 
jostling by the ship that he too is going to enter into the drink and i in a readied physical state as it jolts just use that momentum to leap because of the way that held actions work in 5e because you had stated that you were waiting for this spider to come so that way when you okay, see the spider yeah. you can stab it you would have to wait until your turn to actually do any yeah. of that kind of movement hit uh Ullman, we are at the top of the round with you make a dexterity check as one of these large tendrils comes by and attempts to sweep you 18 okay 18 you dodge underneath one of these large tentacles what would you like to do uh, he immediately runs and swan dives after Jill. Okay. So you jump off into the ocean, uh, going to look for Jill. Hish, this is what you see of Albus getting thrown onto the gun rail near the water of the ship that is currently sinking. Jill has been thrown into the water below. Uh, and Ullman just jumps off the side then into the drink as well. You are currently holding on to this lockbox. You can see that your rowboat is close enough that you could run along the side wall with this lockbox and get into the rowboat before any further damage ended up occurring to you. What would you like to do? Um, Hish is going to push the lockbox into the boat. Make an athletics check. It's a four plus seven. So you go to try and lift this lockbox lock up, but because you're holding onto the gun rail with one arm and just trying to one arm strength this lockbox up, you actually feel your muscles beginning to burn and falter a little bit as you go to maintain your strength on this. And you are able to get it up to the side. But as far as getting it into the rowboat, you won't be able to do that again until next turn. Um, Where is Albus in relation to me? Albus is maybe... He would be about 35 feet away on the ledge of the gun rail. He is current. The water that is currently lapping along the side of the ship as it is begin gun beginning to capsize is going up about three quarters of his body. Half of his is body. He, is he quarters. ahead of me or is he behind? He me? is behind. He fell down to the port side as it was getting overturned and tried to be brought down by whatever creature exists below. Okay. Okay. That's my turn. Okay. Sounds good. So, Ullman, make a perception check. going to be at disadvantage as well because you are diving into where an enemy is thrashing about looking underwater thank you dice you will get a very nice treatment after this uh 22 okay 
you are used to these rather chaotic situations and you see maybe about 10 feet below where you are is Jill, her arms outstretched, kind of in a bowed motion, just sinking. Seems like the weight of her gear, possibly even her documancy bag, is what's dragging her down. I swim towards her. Okay. Make an athletics check as you try and hold on to Jill and swim towards the surface once more. That's a flat 15. Okay. As you begin to try and swim, you realize that you're not making any headway going back up to the surface. You've grabbed onto her, but you're not making any progress. Hish, you feel the ship rock again, and at this point you see Albus's form just sort of get dragged under the water. You are the last survivor of the Iron Duke's shipwreck once again, from what you can tell. I drop the lockbox and I dive after Albus. Okay. As you dive in, make a perception check. This will be a disadvantage. I shit you not, both natural 20s. Womp, 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 womp. <laughs> so, you had managed to get the lockbox onto the side of the side railing of the ship, so it is currently just shooting down towards uh, towards Tabitha and Neris, who are going to try and attempt to just, like, catch it as it makes its way there. Uh, they do rather well with it, so you hear both of them just, Get on the rowboat! What are you doing?! Uh, as you leap off the side rail and just spear dive into the water, you see Albus's form currently just becoming more waterlogged. As you look around, you see that Ullman has grabbed a hold of Hish and is currently just trying to one-arm stroke, but he doesn't seem to be gaining any headway with it. With your natural 20, you're able to grab Albus and then swim, or, uh, make an athletics check, because that was just a 20 for perception. Mm-hmm. So seven plus seven, 14. Okay, with a 14, uh, you have a five in strength. This is more just fighting against the water at this point. Like, you'd be able to lift up Albus regardless of how hefty you made him. Uh, so you managed to uh, just kind of bat yourself swimming to the surface with this unconscious Albus in your arms. Olman, I need you to make another strength save. What does my hat do again? My helm of the sea? That allows you to take your action as you otherwise would normally be able to underwater without uh, without uh, any kind of detriment. That gets him the swim speed as well, though. I believe, and it also might give you underwater breathing. Let me check real quick. So, let's see here... You gain a swimming speed of 30, dark vision up to 60, and you can breathe underwater. 
However, so dark vision too. Cool. However, your friend Jill is not as lucky. I I'm still holding on to them, right? Yes. Cool. Uh, this time I get an 18 on my athletics. Okay. So with an 18 with your swim speed, thankfully you held on to your cowboy hat in this moment, but you are also able to get to the surface of this tumultuous ocean, holding Jill up as best you can. You look over and you see that Hish is also treading water, holding Albus up by just the scruff of his coat. And you see like his face is like going in to the ocean every once in a while, but like he breathes underwater. It's fine. It's fine. And as the two of you uh, make one more set of athletics checks, as you watch as this ship just gets dragged down into the depths. Seventeen. Nineteen plus seven for... So with your seventeen and with your twenty-six, you are able to hold on to these two as you feel the current of the ship getting brought down under the ocean. And as you look over, you see with this large rippling wave that your rowboat gets pushed back ever so slightly and inside of it is this lockbox that you managed to take from the cargo hold of the Iron Duke. And as the four, as the two of you, Olman and Hish, swim back to this rowboat, holding on to your two currently unconscious party members, that is where we are going to call it for tonight's session. So I would like to say thank you to everybody who decided to stop by and join us for this wonderful excursion into the ghost ship with all sorts of crazy bullshit going on with it. I had a great time with it, but let's see from our players. Hey, Dingo, where can we find you? What do you do? You can find me dead on the ground. <laughs> You can find me dead and dying and being dead. Holy shit. Um, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Where's My Dingus. I do a bunch of tabletop RPGs uh, all around the internet, uh, primarily on Off the Table. Uh, but if you follow me on, I can't think. I can't think straight right now. <laughs> so if you follow me on Twitter, that's where you're going to be able to see all of the things that I do. All right, excellent. And Reeves, where can we find you? What do you do? Oh, hello there. You can find me at twitch.tv slash Reeves underscore bot or on Twitter at Reeves underscore bot. Uh, I play games on Wednesdays and Sundays, and I mean video games, not tabletop games. Uh, on Wednesdays, I'm trying to play all the way through my Steam library, plus other various launchers, but we don't talk about them. Uh, <laughs> and three games a week, all chosen by a rotating co-host, uh, and I try to decide if they're worth putting more time into or not. And on Sundays, we're currently playing through Divinity 2 on Tactician Mode and having a great time now that we're looking up fight sequences so that we aren't constantly having our asses handed to us. But uh, yeah, Thursdays I'm here. Excellent. And Cyber, where can we find you? What do you do? Hi, my butthole's going. <laughs> I'm Cyber. You can find me. <laughs> what, what about your butt? <laughs> my butthole's been going for an hour. 
This is being stressful. <laughs> anyway. You can find me at one where I shitpost um, and talk about whenever I go live on places like twitch.tv slash one. I play video games real badly and talk about lore. I'm going to be playing a game on Saturday at 7 p.m. Central Time. I don't know what it is yet. I might have an idea. It's It might be a good time. I don't know yet. Uh, all the archives of that go to a YouTube with a not-so-great URL right now. Uh, but, you know, if you get a few more subscribers to go and, and, and click that big red button, once I hit 100, uh, not only will I be able to change the URL, but I will be giving away uh, one of the Gen Con exclusive uh, Critical Role Jester pins uh, that they were selling at the live show. So if you want that, subscribe to the channel. Get your friends to. Uh, you can find all cool archives there, as well as both the podcast, like Kyle with an NI, who I'm so thankful that I didn't kill today. <laughs> uh, go to go to listen to our podcast called Let's Talk About It, where we get drunk, do parkour, and talk about the RPG stuff that's going on both in our games and in the larger community. We're going to be talking at some point. Um, you can also, in addition to that, find some D&D Beyond homebrew tutorials where I tell you how to, uh, how to get the free stuff that you love, like the uh, Critical Role Dunamancy spells, and how to put them into D&D Beyond so you can use them yourself. So, yeah, go sub, go do that. But for other RPG stuff, check out Open for Adventures. I know uh, twitch.tv slash Open for Adventure because I know a few of the people in the Indoor Adventures community are going to be making appearances on there. I help behind the scenes, but, yeah, you should go check them out. Uh, twitch.tv slash Open for Adventures or Open for Adventure or at open the number four adventure on Twitter. But for if you want to see me, you, you found me today dying a lot, but you can also find me on uh, Monday on twitch.tv slash indoor adventures where I also die a lot, but for real. Yeah. All right, and uh hey hey fella how's it going it's me your buddy your pal your friend the indoor adventurer the showrunner here at twitch.tv slash indoor adventures uh i am also the community manager for everything that we do here so hi uh if you like what we did we do shows like this Monday, Tuesday, and Thursdays, that's today, at 5.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Uh, we upload the VODs of everything that we do, whether it is uh, community games, whether it is charity games, whether it's our ongoing series like this, all to our YouTube at youtube.com slash indooradventures, as well as audio casts, because we understand that YouTube is butts when it comes to wanting to have the screen of your phone turned off, but still listen to content or possibly download that content onto your phone so that way you don't use your data plan because unlike some people I do not have the best in terms of data plans so I always download my stuff so 
if that kind of thing interests you, consider checking Indoor Adventures out uh, pretty much anywhere. Uh, and if you do, hey, leave us a review. Let us know how we're doing. I had a great time tonight with spooky spiders and a ship capsizing. So let us know. Did you like this episode? It'll be a good time. I promise that. Uh, we also have our after show called Nights in the Courtyard, where we answer questions not only from each other, but also from the community at large. So if you are interested in posing a question either to us uh, as characters or us as players, consider it. Uh, you can ask those questions either in our Discord or in our Patreon. It's a good time. I recommend it. Uh, but we are going to go off to do that. So we will see all of you guys next time. All right, everybody. Bye-bye.